Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we can spend together looking into your word and we thank you uh, that you have contained your words in this book that is before us. These are the words of the eternal God who made everything by the breath of his mouth. Lord, we pray that you may help us to understand your word as we look into it now. May we have the right understanding of it. May what I say be true. May it not be my words, but may it be your words as you speak through me this morning. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, how would you answer the question, if you were to die tonight and God was to ask you, why should I let you into my heaven? How would you answer that? This is a question that we all face, particularly if we believe that there is a God, that there is an afterlife, there is a heaven, there is a hell. Some people will go to heaven and some people will go to hell. And the death rate is still one to one. For every person born, there is one person who dies. We cannot cheat death and somehow have eternal life here. So it's a question we all face. If we were to die and God was to say, why should I let you into my heaven? How would you answer that? It may be that you have to answer that question tonight. None of us knows that we will be here tomorrow. We don't even know whether we'll be here in the next five minutes. We think we might be here till we're 70, maybe 80, maybe even 90 if we've got parents who have good strong genes and they live till their 90s. But we don't know. And so it's a question we all face. If you were to die tonight, and God was to say, why should I let you into my heaven? How would you answer that? Well, Jesus helps us to understand the answer to that question by giving us a parable that we're looking at this morning. And it comes from Matthew chapter 21 and it's on the sheets that have been handed at the door. He answers it with a parable, which is a story that has a deeper meaning, a story that we can sort of understand, and then there's a deeper meaning underneath. And the parable that we're looking at this morning is a parable of a man and two sons. So we've got three characters in this in this parable, in this story. If it was a Hollywood movie, it'd be easy to, to make and create because you've only got three actors. So it'd be a nice cheap one. Uh, my wife and I watched a, a Hollywood movie recently with um, Michael Caine and Jude Law and they were the only two actors in the entire thing. And you think, oh, that would have been a cheap one to make. And so this story, if it was made into a movie, it'd be very cheap. Only three actors. We've got a father and we've got two sons. And so we've got this father and what does he do? He goes to his sons and he says, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. He says that in verse 28. Verse 28 of Matthew 21 says, What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. I have a son who's six months old now and I'm just itching for the day when I can say, Son, go mow the lawn. Son, go weed the garden. It is something that fathers have the privilege of telling their sons to help around the house and to help with the family chores and it was the same in Jesus' day. Except this father had a vineyard. I don't have a vineyard, I have a small garden out the front but it still has a lot of weeds and still needs a bit of work so I'm looking forward to that day when I can tell my son go and work in the garden. And this son, he has this common common, uh, command put to him by his father and what does he say? Well, verse 29, the little number 29, it says, I will not, he answered. But later he changed his mind and went. So he says no, and then he changed his mind and goes. And then the father went to the second son, it says in verse 30, little number 30. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He 
man said, I will, sir. But he did not go. And then Jesus asked the question in verse 31, Which of the two did what his father wanted? And the people listening knew what the answer was. It's pretty obvious. Which one of the sons did what the father wanted? Well, of course, in verse 31 they say, The first. Even though he said no at first, because he went out into the vineyard later on, he did what the father wanted. Now, how does this parable answer our question of if we were to die tonight and God was to say, why should I let you into my heaven? How, does, how do we know what to say based on this parable? Well, we've got to work out who the characters represent. And the first thing to work out is that the father represents God. So God is the father. And he says to mankind, to all the sons and daughters that he has created, he says, not go and work in my vineyard. He says, repent and believe in my son, Jesus Christ. Repent, say you're sorry for all the wrong that you have done and believe in Jesus Christ for your sins. How do we know that's what the command is? Well, Jesus rebukes the people listening for not repenting and believing later on down in the passage. Verse 32, it says, little number 32, for John came to you to show you the way of righteousness. This is Jesus speaking. And you did not believe him. The command was believe. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe. The command that God has given us is repent and believe. That is what he means when he says, son, go and work in my vineyard. He is saying, son and daughter, repent and believe in me. That is what you will be judged upon, as whether you've repented and believed. And so you can be the first son. You can say no to God flat out and say, no, I'm not interested in repenting and believe. I'm not interested in you at all. I'm not interested in your church. I'm not interested in your Bible. I'm not interested in praying to you. No, no, no. And I definitely do not want to repent and believe. And that may be you this morning. You may be sitting here and you've said no to God all your life. And it's surprising to some of your friends and family that you're actually here in a church. And you've said, no, no, no. If that is you, I encourage you to be like this first son and not like a third other son who never goes to work and never and says no from the beginning. Be like this first son. Repent and believe. There is hope for you now. God will forgive the fact that you've said no all your life and say, okay, It's about whether you got around to it eventually. It's about whether you've repented and believed. It's not about whether you said no initially and whether you said yes. It's about whether you've repented and believed. And if that is you, you've said no all your life, then do it this morning. Repent and believe because that is how you will get into heaven. When God says, why should I let you into my heaven? You'll be able to say, I said no initially, God, but then I repented and believed later on. And that is what you judge me on, is whether I've repented and believed in your son, Jesus Christ. Or maybe you're the second son. You've said yes to God all your life. You've said, yes, yes, I believe in you. I believe there is a God. Yes, yes, I believe the Bible is your word. Yes, yes, I pray to you. Yes, I go to church once a week. Yes, I give to the poor. Yes, I'm kind to my employees at work. And I, I respect my boss and I'm kind to my parents. I've said yes, yes, yes all this time. But you've never actually repented and believed. 
You've been happy to say, yes, yes, give God some lip service, but not actually repent and believe and do what he asks. And there may be many reasons why you're doing that. It may be because you think, uh, I'm struggling with this sin at the moment that I quite enjoy and I don't really want to give it up. Maybe it's cheating on your taxes. Maybe it's looking at pornography. Maybe it's an adulterous relationship. And you don't want to give it up. And so you don't want to say you're sorry. You don't want to repent of that sin because you kind of like it. You enjoy it. And you don't want to repent and believe. Maybe I'll repent and believe when I'm just about to die. I'm in my 80s and I'm just about to die and I know I'm going. Then I will do the repenting and believing then. I'll say yes, yes, yes now and I'll do it later. I'll get around to it at another time. Or maybe you say yes, yes to God but you don't think you've ever actually done anything wrong. You may have done some bad things, but not really bad things, that you need Jesus Christ to die on the cross for you. You don't need someone to die for you. You can make up for it with your good works. And so you say, yes, yes, God, I believe in you, but as for the repenting and believing part, believing in Jesus' death for me, I don't want that now. Well, if that is you, notice who is entering into the kingdom of God, who is getting into heaven ahead of you. Jesus says, middle of verse 31, Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. You may not have done too many things that are really bad, but really bad people are entering into the kingdom of heaven ahead of you tax collectors and prostitutes. Now you may think, tax collectors, they aren't that bad. They just work for the ATO. They're just public servants. Not that bad. But in Jesus' time, a tax collector was a horrible, horrible person. They had sided with the invading power, the Romans, and so they were Jews who were working for the Romans, the conquerors, and so they were traitors. They were the scum of society. And not only that, they actually cheated you out of your money. When they came and said you owe you know, $2,000 tax this year, they would bump it up to maybe 3000 and they would keep the 3000 for themselves. That was their pay. So they stole from you and were traitors. So they were the worst of people in society. But Jesus says they are going into heaven ahead of you because they said no to God initially, but then they repented and believed. They didn't just give lip service to God. They actually did what God wanted and so they enter into heaven ahead of you along with prostitutes. You may not think you're a particularly bad person and you say yes, yes to God all the time but you won't get into heaven if that's all you do. People worse than you will get in because they've repented and believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. So notice that is all what you need to do as well that all you need to do is repent and believe. Jesus doesn't rebuke them for not reading their Bible, for not praying, for not going to church, for not giving to the poor. He doesn't tell them off for that. He tells them off for not repenting and believing. And that's the wonderful message of Christmas, is that we can repent and believe. That God doesn't, as soon as we do something wrong, wipe his hands of us and say, see you later, you're all going to hell. No, he sent his son into the world so that we could repent and believe that he could still be a righteous God and angry with sin and see that sin paid for and he sees that sin paid for at the cross with Jesus Christ 
Jesus didn't come into the world to just be a cute baby. I like cute babies. I've got one which I think is the cutest of all the ones I've personally witnessed in the world. But Jesus didn't come into the world to just be a cute baby. He came to grow up and then die for sin, for the sins of those who repent and believe. At the cross we saw this great exchange where our sins were taken over to Jesus and his righteousness, all the good that he did, is then put over to us when we repent and believe. And so when we die and God says, why should I let you into my heaven? We can say, it's because Jesus paid for my sins on the cross and because I repented and believed. How would you answer that question? If you were to die tonight, tonight, maybe even on the way home, in a car accident, not a nice thought, but it's a reality we all face. And God was to say, why should I let you into my heaven? Would you say it's because I said yes, 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 I would one day and I was happy to go to church and I was happy to do all those things that you said about in your word, but I didn't go around to repenting and believing. Well, God's not an idiot. The people in this story, they know that the son who did what is right is the one who actually did something. It's not the one who just said all the time, Yes, 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 I'll pay you lip service. God won't let such people in. He only lets in the people who are like the first son, who may have said no initially, and we've all said no at one point, but then we turn and we go and do what our Father says and repent and believe. May we all go home today, I hope, as people who have repented and believed. And so if we were to die tonight, we would all be able to say, I should be allowed in because I repented and believed and Jesus took my sins on the cross. Let us speak with him now. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you sent your Son into the world not to just be a cute baby in a manger but to grow up and to die for our sins if we repent and believe. Lord, it is something that we so do not want to do is admit we are wrong and say we are sorry for our sins and need someone else to help us. We are so independent and we do not like to think that we need help or that we are a bad person. But Lord, when we are in that situation, we are not entering into the kingdom of heaven. Lord, help us to repent of our sins and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ so that if we were to die tonight and to meet you face to face, we could hide behind the cross and the work of Jesus Christ and that we would not be saying yes, yes God you should let me in because I just spoke about you and never actually got around to doing your work Lord help each of us to repent and believe today and we pray these things in Jesus name Amen